Today we're going to be in Ecclesiastes again, but this time there are different verses, of course, and I want to uh, forewarn you uh, right away that I'm going to be repetitive today. In other words, I'm going to repeat the same verses in a different slant, and just be prepared that I haven't made a mistake, but I really wanted to sink in today, of course, every message, but I'm just making you aware that that's the tenor of this message. Can I get an amen? amen? So don't be offended if I say something repeatedly, because I mean to say it. As I said, we're going to be in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 7 through 16, and I have titled this message, Continuing Solomon's Exercise in Futility, one. Number two. Under the sun, there was a certain man without a dependent, having neither a son nor a brother, yet there was no end to all his labor. Indeed, his eyes were not satisfied with riches, and he never asked, and for whom am I laboring and depriving myself of pleasure? One, because they have a return for their labor. Number three. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Verse 12. And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. Four. I'm taking my time because I find myself skipping ahead and I don't want to do that. A poor yet wise lad is better than an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to receive instruction, for he has come out of prison to become king, even though he was born poor in his kingdom. I have never seen, there I go again, I have seen, not never seen, I have seen all the living under the sun Throng to the side of the second lad who replaces him. 16, last verse. There is no need. There is no end to all the people, to all who were before him, and even the ones who will come later will not be happy with him. For this too is vanity and striving after win. Number five. I told you I was going to be repeating, so here goes. Then I looked again at vanity under the sun. There was a certain man with a dependent having neither a son nor a brother, yet there was no end to all his labor. Indeed, his eyes were not satisfied with riches, and he never asked, 
and for whom am I laboring and depriving myself of pleasure? This too is vanity and is a grievous task. Here's another translation of the same verses. There is one without a second, also son and brother. He has not, and there is no end of his labor. His eyes, nevertheless, are not satisfied with riches. For whom do I labor then and deny all good to my soul? Also, this is vanity or vain and is a sore trouble. Comments. Here Solomon fastens upon another instance of vanity of this world that frequently the more men have of it, the more they would have. And on this they are so intent that they have no enjoyment of what they have. Then I looked again at vanity and under the sun. There was a certain man without a dependent, having neither a son nor a brother, yet there was no end to all this labor. Number nine. Here Solomon fastens upon another instance of the vanity of this world, that frequently the more men have of it, the more they would have. And on this they are so intent that they have no enjoyment of what they have. Number 10. Now for some personal comments. I really want to slow down here. Oh, that you and I would say, the more we have of the word of God, the more we want. Can I get a witness? I'm going to repeat that. Oh, that you and I would say, the more we have of the word of God, the more we would have of it. First Peter 2, 1 and 3. Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babes, Long for the pure milk of the word so that you may grow in respect to salvation if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. Number 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is pure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, the much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Can I get an amen? Can you say that about yourself? The more you perceive and understand and get into the word of God, the more and more you want. Ephesians calls it the unsearchable riches of Christ. How about you and me? Do you have a hunger for the word? Can you consider yourself, I just can't do without the word of God. 
And I have an extra note, so don't turn. I have an extra note that I put in writing, Psalm 1 and 2. And I have my uh, right on it. Oh, I think I have it on it. Hold on. Blessed, say blessed, blessed, is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And look at verse 2, but his delight, can you say the word delight? I'm going to say it again. I don't mind repeating myself, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. I'm going to add an extra note. Reading the word of God will keep you from sinning, and sinning will keep you from the word of God. It's either one or the other. Which side are we on? Notice I said we. Thank you, brother. Don't turn the page. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Colossians 2.9. We are complete in him. I'm including me, so don't think I'm trying to put myself in front of anyone here. Or are you and I like this? I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able. How about it? I'm just going to add this note. I'm not picking on anybody. Maybe I should just pick on myself. Can I get a witness? Am I the same way I was a year ago? Do I still need milk? Ask yourself, do you still need milk or have you grown to the point that you are moving on and on with the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ? Where are you and you're standing? Only you can answer that. I'm going to ask you again. Do you and I still need milk? Thank you. Not solid food. For you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able. Here's another one. Or you like this? For by this time you ought to be teachers. You have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. For he is still an infant. Let me make it real practical. Could you tell somebody who Jesus is? Could you point to his finished work on the cross? Could you define it is finished? Could you tell them where to go if they say, if you were to say to them, for by grace you were saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. Can I get an amen? amen. 
We need, and notice I keep repeating this, we need to get on solid ground. Number 14. Personally speaking, I am so thankful that I am surrounded by people who enable me to carry on this ministry. Maybe I better give you the caption for that first. Two, this is Ecclesiastes. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Let me say it again. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Speaking personally, I'm speaking of my own personal signature. I'm so thankful that I am surrounded by people who enable me to carry on this ministry that the Lord has put into my custody. And before I go on, if you are a Christian, God has a specific plan and custody that he has put for you to exalt the Son of God, the Son of Man. Yes, salvation is free. But then he equips you for a certain ministry that will glorify him and his finished work. Maybe I ought to start over again. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Speaking personally, I am so thankful that I am surrounded by people who enabled me to carry on this ministry. I know I have the, that the Lord has put in my custody. People like Mr. Tony over there. You don't know Tony. Gavin, Shay, Brother Jim and his wife, Miss Margie, Brother Deese, Sister in Christ, Roseanne. Add to this list Miss Julie, Miss Diane, and a host of others who are to be blamed. I like that word. I'm going to blame them for helping me to complete this ministry. We can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. We need help from each other. When the disciples went out, they went out by twos. And a host of others are to be blamed for making this community outreach program. Many of you don't know and I'm not boasting, after church, we load up the cars and we go out into community and I'll leave it go with that. Add to these, my wife, she's not here today, but she provides me with financial backing and managerial insights and I thank her for that. Can I get an amen? Behind every good man, there's a good woman. Let's go back over verse 9 again. They are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And I am sure that if you are in any ministry, and you should be, you can relate to what has been just said. I'm going to ask you a question that I, that I don't normally do. And... I'm just going to ask you, if you, I'm not going to ask you what the ministry is. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand if you are in any type of church ministry. Just, just raise your hand. Come on. Put your hands up. Let's give the Lord a hand. Come on. Let's do that. 
We need to do that. We need to give them an applause. And some of you are in the ministry and you didn't raise your hand. That's okay. Can I move on to verse 10? This is what it says. Or if they have any ill success or fall into danger, I want, it will not only make the singular benefit of fellowship the more plainly. Because they will relieve and rescue one the other. But very sad, that's what the word lamentable means, is the condition who has no friends. I don't need anybody. That's a sorry state. No companion to reach out his charitable hand to him when he falls. I'll put it this way. Sooner or later, you're going to need somebody. And I'm going to add this in there in case I forget. I got one. That sticks closer than a brother. I got one, and I can say this the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, this person, he's with me. Can I get a witness? Can you say that? Every born-again Christian can say, the Lord is my shepherd. Everybody. Verse 18. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? The image is taken from man and his wife, but applies universally to the warm sympathy derived from social ties. And referring to Christian ties points us to the following scriptures. Number 19, keep up with me. Yep, you got it. Here's some illustrations. Now, King David was old, advanced in age, and they covered him with clothes, but he could not keep warm. Don't forget, we're on two, we're lying down together. Here's another one. And I got some remarks to say about this. They said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he, that is Jesus, was speaking to us on the road while he was explaining the scriptures to us? Let me put it this way. Don't your heart burn sometime when you read the word of God and see what Jesus has done for you? Can I get an amen? Maybe I better say that again. We're not our hearts burning. This is disciples. Jesus had just been crucified. And now he's walking with them and they don't recognize him right away. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? Number 20. Keeping warm continued, and the brethren, when they heard about us, came from there as far as the market of Appius and three inns to meet us. 
And when Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. Notice I have thanked God and took courage. Now I'm going to be a little bit sarcastic. How about it, Christians? How about thanking God once in a while? Can I get an amen? There's nothing worse, if I can put it that way. There's nothing worse than a thankless Christian. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for, because his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I'm going to say it again. Time and time again, I thank God for waking up this morning and being in my right mind. Can I get an amen? I, won't, I, won't, I don't want to make it too personal. I'll just go on. Verse 12. If anyone, if one can overpower him who was alone. Thank you, sir. And if one can overpower him who was alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. A three-four cord is not quickly broken. What are you talking about? I'm talking about friendship. Someone you can talk to. Someone you can pour out your heart to. Someone who will uplift you and not grind you in the dirt when you sin. Can I get an amen? We Christians, we're good at putting people down when they make a mistake. But we forget we could be the next person who needs help. A three-four cord is not quickly broken. If a man had not, let me slow down. Margie tells me to slow down. Just keep preaching. You'll be all right. Okay. A three-four cord is not quickly broken. If a man have not only one but two or more friends, he is so much the safer and the happier. Didn't the Lord Jesus send out his disciples two by two? I would suggest that when you go out sometimes, and, and churches do, notice I said churches, you go out at least two by two. Here's some more practical illustrations. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego replied to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve, I'm going to answer right, I'm going to answer right there. Who are you serving? Only you can answer that question. Our God, whom we serve, is able. To deliver us from the furnace of the blazing fire. 
and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Can I get an amen? There's a song out, I'm not gonna try to, I'm not gonna try to sing it. There's a song out, he's able. He's able. I know he's able. Ephesians 4.3, being, uh, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit. Notice the word spirit is capitalized. In the original Greek, spirit is not capitalized. But we know it refers to the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace. And let me add this before I go on. Every born-again Christian has God the Holy Spirit living within them. And I, I want to add this. The Holy Spirit wants to be at peace. What do you mean by that, Brother Bruce? If we are constantly sinning and know that we are sinning, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. Did I say he left? No, he didn't. He's still there. Verse 13. A poor yet wise lad is better than an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to receive instruction. The old and foolish king answers to Solomon himself who had lost his wisdom when in defiance of two warnings of God, he forsook God. How about you and me? In spite, that's on the next page, by the way, but in spite of his warnings, he did his own thing. And I won't go into that because that's a long dissertation. Number 25. I'm going to read the caption first and then come back. 1 Kings 3.14. God is talking to Solomon. If you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments, as your father David walked, then I will prolong your days. I'm going to repeat that again. First Kings 3.14, if you walk in my ways, what about it? Christians, I'm not picking on you. Are we, are we, walking, in the, are, are we walking in the ways of the world? You got your own take on the Bible now. Well, the Bible doesn't really mean that. It means something else. What has God continued to warn you and me about? What's he warn you about? Only you can answer that question. Since you and I have trusted Christ as our personal Savior, what does your and my walking with Christ look like? What's it look like? Let me ask again, what does your and my, notice I'm in there, walking with Christ look like? Do you thank God before you go to bed? Do you read his word? Do you witness at least some time about what Jesus has done for you and is doing for you? 
What does your and my walking with Christ, notice that word walking, present tense, right now, not what happened in the past, not, not what might happen, but right now. Can I get an amen? amen? Number 27. For he has come out of prison to become king, even though he was born poor in his kingdom. For that poor wise man may, from a base and miserable condition, this is Solomon's under the sun view, be advanced to the highest dignity. He observed this. A poor man got exalted. How does that happen? Whereas the foolish commander that was born great may become needy and wretched. Number 28. And above the sun observation. For that poor wise man may, from a base and miserable condition, be advanced to the highest. I couldn't help to think about this verse. Let me read the verse again so you can get the connection. For that poor wise man may from a base and miserable condition be advanced to highest dignity. 2 Corinthians 8 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sake. Can you say for your sake? Make it personal. Say, for my sake. Come on, speak up. For my sake. For my sake. He became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you an acronym that I don't use often. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. I'm going to repeat that verse. Maybe it's just for me. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich. What do you mean by that? Before the world was created, the Son of God existed with God the Father in all his glory. And yet he laid it down. Twenty-nine. Here's part of that richness imparted to you and me. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, though it thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. I know other versions have it more correctly. They say emptied himself. I know that. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Can I get a witness? Wherefore, number 30, wherefore God the Father also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, I like to call him Yeshua, and that's on one of my pages, that at the name 
of Jesus or Yeshua. Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. Let me ask you a question right now. Is Jesus the Lord of your life right now? Or are you going to wait till you're compelled to do it? Because every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess whether they're in heaven, that's the angels, and so on. Humankind and under the earth, the demons are going to have to confess Jesus is Lord. I don't mind shouting, he's the great I am. And let every tongue confess. I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you just consider Jesus a prophet, a good man, you're on the wrong road. He's the God man. He united God with humanity. 100% God and 100% man. That's who he is. And he died on the cross for you and me over the sun. Well, how many sins did he take with him? All my sins. Thank God for that. I'd be roasting in hell. Oh, that's another popular subject, Brother Bruce. You better get away from it. That's okay. There is no hell. Yeah, right. You believe that? You believe false heresy. That's what it is. And I know I'm a little bit off track, so I might as well keep going. Jesus, I got this right. Jesus endured hell on that cross for you and me. It was not only physical pain. It was separation from God as he bore your sins in mind. Well, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. But this man, Hebrews 10, 12, but this man, I know he's called a man. Some people say priest. But this priest, this man, after he has suffered one sacrifice for sins, just once, it can never be repeated because it is paid in full. It's finished. I get so tired of people telling me, well, you got to be a good person. You can't be good enough. And you can't be Sinner enough for God the Son not to save you. He saves from the uttermost to the guttermost. Yes. 31. I see all the living under the sun throng to the side of the second lad who replaces him. I'm going somewhere with this. I have seen he has another great unhappiness which more usually befalls kings, namely that namely they're being left with only the bare title of royalty well he's gone that's all I know is his name he was a great king 
That's what this is saying. While the hearts and affections of the kingdom incline to the second son, the new king. That is, to the child who was second to him or heir of the kingdom. Well, I got another type heir. Can you say heir? You can see it right here. It's number 32. And if children, heirs also. Where do you get that from, Brother Bruce? Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Did you know that if you're a child of God, you're an heir? And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him. There's a, there's a condition to there. You see that? If we suffer with him, what are you? A renegade Christian? You don't do anything. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. 33. Quote. All of God's children have an inheritance based on their relationship to God. I'm going to stop right there. What's your my relationship with God? What is it? Is it shallow, superficial, which is corruptible? I'm sorry. Let me start over again. All of God's children have an inheritance based on their relationship to God, which is incorruptible, undefiled, reserved in heaven. Their inheritance includes an expectation of eternal life. Well, I thought you already have eternal life. I won't try to explain that, but all I can say, there's a bliss of eternal life. As joint heirs with Christ, they share the suffering now. Have you and I done any suffering for Christ? Any rejection? Oh, I don't want to hear that. Get out of here. Leave me alone. There's other types of suffering too, but I don't want to go into that. And we'll share his glory. Well, my fingers, if you were here last week, I couldn't hardly turn the page. I'm a little bit better this week. Why is that? Because I kept on practicing. And that's what we got to do. Practice the word of God. You don't see a football player going out there just without practicing. Baseball, I don't care what it is. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again. born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable. Don't you know you have an imperishable crown in heaven, if I can put it that way? Can I get an amen? And will not fade away, reserved, where is it at, Brother Bruce? In heaven for you. 35. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, let me stop. But when the kindness of God our Savior, well, who are you referring to? I think that this verse, I know that this verse is calling Jesus Christ God. 
But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us. I'm going to say it again. I said it last week, and I know it. S-A-V-E-D, past tense. Don't you let any false prophet tell you that you cannot know you're saved until you die. You die, it's too late. Not on the basis of deeds, there it is, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly. Not a little bit, a whole lot. So that being justified by his grace. What do you mean justified? That word justified means declared righteous. When you accept the Lord Jesus as your personal savior, God declares you righteous. But there is a personal righteousness also. Because when the Holy Spirit comes in, you begin to live right. Would be heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Here's what Paul said, and this is what you and I can say, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Pastor Jack says this, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in every born-again Christian. And I like what somebody else says. Imagine that. That I may know him. Not with your head, but with your heart. And the fellowship of his, what's that next word? Sufferings. I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there's some suffering in the Christian life. Somebody just said you can't get around it. God places it in front of you or whatever you want, term you want to use. Being conformed to his death. I want you to balance that against this. For we must all, say all, appear before the judgment seat of Christ. He's talking to Christians, 2 Corinthians 5.10, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body. I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. Don't you know that the Lord Jesus wants to give you a reward according to what he has done, whether good or bad. The judgment seat of Christ is not about being saved or lost. It's about what we have done after we got saved. Where do you and I stand? Where do you and I stand? Maybe recompense for his deeds. Number 38, I got... Four more slides to go and I'm done. Pastor just said, okay. 
final verse of Ecclesiastes chapter 4. There is no end to all the people, to all who were before them, and even the ones who will come later will not be happy with him, for this too is vanity or vain and striving after the one, after the wind. I'm going to ask you a question, and I, this is not in a note, so don't turn the page. If, and this is kind of harsh, but I don't know who I'm talking to. If you are a Christian and living after the world, you're in a wind tunnel. And God doesn't want you in that wind tunnel. He wants to get you out of there and serve him. Even the young man who places, the one who went before him, will share the old king's fate. Today's hero may become tomorrow's beggar. Here's my last two strides. I couldn't help but to think about this, so I beg your pardon if you don't like it, and I hope you will. But what about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Does he, the Lord Jesus, does he have a successor? 1 Timothy 6.15, which in his times he shall show, I know this is the King James Version, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Revelation 17.14, these shall make war with the Lamb. I wonder who the Lamb is. Let me just add this verse in John. Behold, the Lamb of God who picks up, that's the word Pharaoh or Pharaoh, who picks up and carries away the sin of the world. I'm talking about Jesus. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of Lords. An earthly king has a successor. But what about the king of kings? I better start over to get the continuity. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Are you chosen? I'm not going to get into that. I can get into the next part. Are you faithful? Are you and I faithful? I call him Yeshua. That's a Jewish word for salvation. And he hath a vesture. Let me get it right. And he hath on his vesture and on his right thigh. Brother Bruce, either put up or shut up. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings. What's the next part? Lord of lords. He has no successor like the earthly king. I think I got ahead of myself. Well, my fingers are starting to get inarticulate. Let me put it that way. And thinking about the preceding verses 
or scriptures. What's your answer? That's 41. Last verse, 42. Say every creature. Please listen. This is my last verse. And every creature. (laughs) And every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard John's talking. What did he say, John? To him who sits on the throne. Somebody's sitting on the throne. But somebody else is there with them. And to the who? Lamb. Be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down. You heard a song this morning about Jesus being worshipped. Don't you let any false prophet tell you that Jesus Christ, I said it before, is a teacher, just a teacher, just a good man, just a prophet. He's a God. You don't worship a God. You worship God. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And he has no successor. He's the great I am. Thank you for your time.